Hey everybody, I'm Joshua. I'm Jamie. And we're, we're going to do Daredevil. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm wearing the, uh, the good old Nelson and Murdoch. Uh, Attorneys at law. That's right. Yeah, it's a good color. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. No, you're welcome. Good you're very shirt. handsome today. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm clean shaven, and yeah. uh, I'm mixing it up for you. Thank you. I, I don't want you to get bored looking at me, Jamie, <laughs> with my with my my manly beard all the time. Mm-hmm. I needed to go more Matt Murdoch like, and even though I don't have red hair, I'm, you know, yeah, got yeah. the red shirt, the clean shaven face. I was going to wear some fake glasses just because, but. Decided not to. Glasses aren't fake. No, but I said for me because if I if I put real glasses on, then we'd be in real trouble. Okay. Yeah, I'd be knocking all over everything with all the blurry vision. (laughs) Um, Oh yes. Well, anyways, hey, hello everybody. Thanks for tuning in today. We're going to cover some fun Daredevil issues as well as two issues of um, Marvel Team Up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Marvel Team Up one forty and one forty one that feature Daredevil as well as the Black Widow and of course Spider Man, who's usually always in the Team Up comics yeah spidey man there's some interesting stuff between these two issues there's like uh, uh we'll go into it a little more when we get to them but mm-hmm. there's a change a spider spider change that right. happens but it's kind of wild I, I did a little research on the timeline of it and mm-hmm. it's it's wacky 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 yeah and then for daredevil we're going to cover issues 206 uh-huh. through 209 yes and um we yep. get we get introduced to a new artist we do yes and yes. uh this artist Happens to um, take on the Daredevil reigns for a very long time and do some very good work. He is fantastic. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, is, and that uh, person is? Uh, David Mazzuchelli. That's right. So this is the David Mazzuchelli heir of Daredevil. Yeah. Some people might say, oh, but what about Frank Miller? This is the David Mazzuchelli era. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because obviously Frank Miller has a born again that's going to come up here mm-hmm. um, you know, in a few podcasts from now. But that's just his one little piece of this time. Yeah, he has a one. He has a one D- shot, um, a plotted issue, and the um, and Born Again. Like mm-hmm. And Born Again is great, and I'm looking forward to talking to it. But David uh, Mazzuchelli does some great work before Born Again. Yeah, most people think when they think of him, they think of what he did with Frank Miller for Born Again. But he did some great stuff before that. Some of which we will talk about today. Yeah, and I think he's so closely linked to Frank Miller because of Year One as well. That some mm-hmm. people forget that he was a, and it, it's it's kind of interesting because when he first starts, there's a real Gene Colan vibe that mm-hmm. you get from him. He's got excellent figure drawing. It's right, a really nice loose. And it's Daredevil. cool because Daredevil looks his Daredevil looks different in my opinion than any other artist Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Even though it does have those similarities, like you said, to Gene Colan and everything. But his like, if you show me. Specifically, the face, mm. his Daredevil face, I could pick out easily yeah. amongst all artists, mm, just because it's it's so like like take a look when we're going through them yeah, today. You'll take I a will. look at when he draws the faces. Yeah. He, he, he's also kind of kind of uh, brought the face to a more um, it's less squ- exactly less like uh, yeah 
Doof. But, bef- Doof. Doof. <laughs> but before we get into um, issue 206, we did have a question uh, from, from one of our loyal fans that uh, we wanted to go over. And this question... One of our horn heads. Yes, one of our horn heads. This comes from Richard M. And he asked on Facebook, he goes, what forgotten golden or silver age daredevil villain would you like to see resurrected in the modern age? And then he added that he got the feeling we were both going to say Deathstalker, <laughs> which I don't know. I'm not going to speak for you, Jamie, but I love me some Deathstalker, so I would... Definitely like to see him yeah. kind of resurrected. But um, I'll go first, if you don't mind, on this. No, and I, please do. I, there are two. And um, one of them is kind of a little bit... Because he appears later on, but I like Mr. Fear. Mm-hmm. And I wish that they would have continued to keep Mr. Fear popping up about the same amount that he had popped up previously. Yeah. Like, he just shows up every once in a while as a new person. Yeah. And how cool would it have been if, like, for, you know, for the first... You know, six hundred issues of Daredevil, like forty people played Mister Fear. <laughs> like it's just a revolving costume. Yeah. Uh, but it's the same costume. Yes. Like, oh, I got you know, like I it's dug up the bomb. Yeah. yeah, they get handed down, or they get told where it is, or they discover yeah. it by accident. And it's just always those fear pellets. Yeah, and um, uh, he does actually come back. Um, right. That's why right. he comes back as I think it, I can't remember the guy's name. I think it's Fagan. Um, but he's more of a Spider-Man villain at that point. Mm-hmm. And then he he's the fifth Mr. Fear, Fagan. Mm-hmm. Uh, his daughter comes back as, ooh, I can't remember what her name is now. I think it's like Shocker or something. Shock. Shock, maybe, because Shock, Shock is the... I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, and it's another, it's a very, it's like a mutation on the fear palette. She takes some kind of, she, she does something with it to make it mm-hmm. some kind of... And turns into this crazy-looking uh, character called called Shock. I'm pretty sure it's Shock. Okay, um, but that's much later. That's like in the 300s and something. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does. There's another Mister Fear that comes up during the. Uh, is it Bendis or is it uh, Brubaker during that run? Yes, there is. Yeah. I, I I think it's. I can't remember because it, ha- it it sort of. I don't know if it happened before. Yeah. he goes to prison. Or or after he's in prison, I think it's after. I think so it's then it'd be Britta Baker, yeah. yeah. But I'm that's you know I haven't gone since we started this podcast like a year a year and change ago. I haven't gone back and looked at any of those yet because yeah. I want to read them freshly yeah, exactly. once we that's get up I've to been them. Kind of so holding out on. so, I, so we won't be remember. completely wonky on all right, of this. But right. but yeah, I really like Mister yeah. Fear as a, and and I like what he was back in the mm-hmm. the Silver Age and mm-hmm. and I feel like it would like really work now. Oh, I, I agree. Bringing yeah. that kind of back. Um, Anybody else? You said there was two. So what, okay, so you have one Deathstalker. <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't. Uh, although I do love Deathstalker, I like Steel Man. Mm, I and, do, and and I feel like having a modern take. Uh, sorry for the uh, sirens are going by, but if, if if imagine if we had like a serious, dark, modern take. Yeah. On Steel Man that went over a course of like a whole twelve issues, like a year. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, because he was there. There was a period um, with the stuntmaster stuff where he was kind of sinister, mm-hmm. and, and part of that was that Gene Colan drew him as a right. really sinister-looking character. But it was also because um, who was writing then? Was it Conway? Ooh. Oh boy, I can't remember. <laughs> uh, whoever was writing yeah. um, at that period, um, they kind of made him less. I mean, he was never a chatty character, but uh-huh. they just made him seem. Uh, and, and this is what happened with um, the Trapster as well. They, they made a seemingly comedic villain desperate, mm-hmm. which makes them scarier mm-hmm. because you get the feeling like that the, the, they're not 
like they're, they're willing to do more. Right. And I think something like that with Stiltman would work really well. Uh, one thing I want to point out real quick yes, sir. about Stiltman. So I was, I'm a little behind on my current Marvel reading mm-hmm. and I was reading the, the, the newest infinity stone, uh, uh, crossover. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, Turk has one of the infinity stones and when they're talking about Turk at one point in one issue, they were like, I can't believe an old stilt man or, or a guy <laughs> who used to be stilt man um, got an infinity stone. Yeah. So I just think it's funny that even though that happened and I can't remember what issue it was where he where he steals the stilt man armor. Yeah. But they still talk about that today. Yeah. Like 30 some years later. So <laughs> or, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what about you, Jamie? You got anybody uh, that you'd like to see uh, kind of rebrought um, to life? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I always have a fondness for the Jester. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I know he kind of came back a little bit, and then there's uh, we're going to cover it in a few episodes, I think, maybe next two two episodes from here. There's like a finale to that story, in a way. Mm-hmm. But I know he comes back a bit after that. Um, and there's that period in the first 20 or so issues where we have that great run of like owl and, mm-hmm. and there's a real rogues gallery, a sense of a rogues gallery mm-hmm. coming. But yeah, Mr. Fear definitely fits into yeah. my, my thing. Cause yeah. I think the owl has played a big role in recent years. Yeah. Um, obviously all the main characters, bullseye kingpin, they haven't gone, gone away. Mm-hmm. They weren't really in the, in the, in the uh, silver age, but yeah. um, what about the matador? He's your I favorite, was just right? Thinking, yeah. He's, he's absolutely <laughs> my favorite. I was thinking like, I can't even think of Leapfrog. Leapfrog's <laughs> kind of goofy, but there's there's ways you can make all of these people yeah. work in a way in the future in in modern uh, comics. But but the Matador, you could bring him back as something. I mean, he's proven that he's agile and can fight, but it was just the gimmick mm-hmm. was stupid. Whatever you know, you want eel, you want eel to come back and I like uh, eel. Slippery guy. Slippery guy. The the, the try men. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, thank you for the uh, question. Uh, mm-hmm. So let's go ahead. Yeah, I know. It, it seemed like we were kind of waffling on there, but I think both of us would, would were like Mr. Fear. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, still, man. But uh, Mr. Fear would be great. And uh, maybe the ox. There was a way of bringing the ox. I know the oh, ox comes look, back love later the ox, again, yeah. but there, there, it's definitely a way of having... Uh-huh. like it, uh, Having the ox as muscle for someone yeah. works really well. And we haven't seen the hide... Or we haven't seen Hyde pop up lately. No. So maybe he'll pop up and give us some more muscle. Yeah. We'll see. We'll have to we'll find see. out. We'll see. We'll find out. Uh, anyway, so thanks again for your question. Thanks mm-hmm. for listening as always. Yes. And let's let's jump into it now. Do you want to cover our four Daredevil issues, or do you want to do the uh, well, Spider-Man? Let's do the Spider-Man one. Because All right, I it's agree. Kind of, uh, it's kind of a break in the in the pacing. The Spider-Man is, uh, we're looking at uh, Marvel Team-Up issue 140, 141, which is in 1983. Uh, April and May of 1983. Now, the interesting thing about this, we were talking um, maybe last episode or a couple of episodes ago that we'd seen some adverts As for Secret, Secret Wars. Wars. Yeah. Um, now, what happens is that issue 140, the cover is very red. You have Black Widow. Um, uh, she's on like a uh, some kind of wire, very like poised, like she's up in a ceiling area or something like that, looking down at a bunch of crooks that she's beaten but it's as if spider-man's he used to have that signal on his mm-hmm. belt that he fired out i know which glaring. which to me is so annoying <laughs> i do not like his signal for those of you who don't know like think of the bat symbol mm-hmm. but attached to your belt and you shine it down on people before you're going to come beat them up you think about how much it was it, moving around because i don't feel like he's got but, the stillest but, hips. but but also the stealth stealth goes away because yeah. you're now sh- you're now telling everybody hey 
it's me. I'm here. <laughs> Spider-Man, watch out. Be careful. Yeah. You know, versus just pounding them without them noticing that you're there. Yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, it's very red. It's Everything's very red. It's the old red and blue. But talking of stealth, uh, issue 141 uh, sees him appear in his black costume, mm-hmm. which I think um, is the second appearance. I think it was 252 in Amazing Spider-Man, maybe, that you first see him in the black costume. I may be getting the numbers wrong, but I'm uh, going off the top of my head. Um, basically, what happened is the black costume, for those who don't know who have never read Secret Wars, and you don't really have to, uh, but it's it's Jim Shooter writing it, so it's kind of a little wonky, but he does write a very good uh, Doctor Doom, so it's kind of fun for that. Um, the idea was that Marvel uh, think-tanked what they thought would be a very uh, exciting book for young boys to read, and the two words that came top in a, a poll of words that sounded exciting were secret and wars. So they created a book called Secret Wars. Now, the idea is that a bunch of superheroes get transported to an alien battle world, which is made up of a whole bunch of planets that this uh, incredibly powerful uh, godlike being called the Beyonder creates. And a group of heroes, group of villains, they all go there and they fight. And he says, whoever wins will get whatever they desire. Um, during the series, I think in issue eight, um, eight or nine, Spider-Man's costume gets damaged and they find an alien machine that can create things for you. And you also find something in a jar that is like a black gooey thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he manages to create a costume for himself, which is this black costume. Now the black costume uh, links itself to him and can change its appearance to look like normal clothing. It can create webbing and it has all these incredible things. Um, the history of the costume itself was that they ran a competition to redesign uh, Spider-Man's costume where they added like an open call and some guy for the sum of, I think it was like $200 or something or may not even have been that much, may have been like $80 or something, created a costume and Marvel bought it from him, this, this wow. costume. I which, did not know this. Yeah, and I think that was a long time ago. That may have been in like the late 70s or maybe... So before well before now. Secret Wars. So, well the, so they Secret knew Wars. they were going to do this, well, but I they don't waited. Know if they knew it, but they kind of... They, they, it came about that they were going to do it here. But what happens is that issue 140 of Spider-Man and Black Widow takes place in the same month that um, Secret Wars issue one mm-hmm. comes out. Now, 141 comes out the same month that Secret Wars issue two comes out. So before you've even read the story that says this is how he got his costume, Spider-Man has reappeared from Secret Wars with a new costume. Mm-hmm. And they show how he goes, where he finds this huge thing in Central Park, which transports him away. And they show him return, where he comes back with uh, Dr. Kurt Connors, who is the lizard, and a bunch of Avengers. Uh, they show it in these two issues, and I think it's also in the, the Spider-Man 252 where we first see his costume. Um, and what's crazy is that it's like another four or five months, or maybe even longer, before in the story Secret Wars he gets this costume. In the meantime, people have kind of got like, eh, we don't really like the new costume, and have started a campaign writing about how they don't like it and they want it back. To people the, don't like change. People don't like change. So in the story... I think around the time that he gets the costume in Secret Wars, they're already coming up with a way of getting rid of it. And the way they get rid of it is that it becomes this symbiotic alien creature that starts trying to take him over. And Spider-Man, Peter Parker, is being taken out whilst he's asleep fighting crime by this alien suit, getting up in the morning thinking, why am I so tired? Why do I ache more than I, I should feel rested? 
and he slowly learns that this alien thing has kind of created a bond with him. Uh, it becomes much more sinister later on when the, the, the bond becomes venom way, 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 way down the line. Um, but yeah, it's kind of wild that all this happened. I, I, I was reading these. I was like, that's weird. I, mm-hmm. This must have come out after Secret Wars because that's when he gets it. But no, this is when Secret Wars is coming out, you're getting all of this information and you're being told that series, that maxi series, 12 issue maxi series that ran for more than a year because I think there was a delay on mm-hmm. a couple of issues. Um, don't worry, it's fine. Spider-Man's going to survive. There's nothing <laughs> to worry about. He's going to have a new costume. Uh, we'll get to it later. We'll get to it later, yeah. yeah. But the gist of these two issues, and um, basically what you have is, it's a, it's a nice little like uh, whodunit. It's it, a, exactly. It's and a in really fact, neat little story. And Daredevil's not even listed on the cover. This is this no. this first book is considered Spider... As you know, Marvel Team-Up is Spider-Man yeah. teaming up with another superhero. And this one is, is Spider-Man te- teaming up with Black Widow. Yeah. And Black Widow kind of steps in in this issue for Matt Murdock to help Matt Murdock solve a case, yeah. and and uh, the issue starts out with um, Spider-Man uh, shining his light down on a bunch of goons. Yeah, there's a blackout in in New in York. New York. And, power and, and like I talked about, I feel like it's it's a really weird thing to do when you're a superhero because there's these guys who are robbing this pawn shop. Mm-hmm. He shines his his um it, you know it's his face like it's his symbol yeah um onto the ground and everybody stops running and they're like oh my goodness Spider-Man is here and then we see Spider-Man up above on top of a building mm-hmm. shining down saying haha i got you guys now and then he swoops down to stop him i mean to me that seems counterproductive i feel like just going in and not shining the big bright Taking light business exactly well, i think he's striking fear into the hearts of criminals who are cowardly and superstitious there's a uh the, it works for, you, it works for the bat signal because it's up in the sky and, but, it's, and it's attracting batman yeah do you think the the signal in his belt can you manipulate it or does he have to shift his hips down into the ground to make it either he can use his hips to shift it or he can use his hands to rotate it i guarantee you yeah because his hands aren't on it in in his picture and and it looks like the signal wouldn't be going down on the ground but that's um so we we should say that the story is bill mantlow (laughs) yes 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 i always enjoy yeah bill mantlow and um so spider-man's able to kind of uh, foil the robbery for the most part however there is one casualty and uh, he is, is unable to stop the pawn shop owner well, from getting yeah. killed, the, and we don't see who does it, yeah. and Spider-Man doesn't know either. The pawn shop owner comes out, and he has a shotgun, and mm-hmm. he's angry, and he's saying to the people... This is the last time you're going to steal from me. Yeah, he says, like, yeah. all I've done is try to help you people. You always bring this junk to me, and I always try and give you a fair f- um, mm-hmm. amount of money, and... And you're coming in here like a bunch of criminals and animals and and this neighborhood's garbage. And while this is going on, a gun goes off in the crowd of people that are around. Mm-hmm. No one really sees. And the, the, the pawn shop owner gets killed. And I hope Spider-Man blames himself. He does for, for two issues. And yeah. considering that he was on another planet for a chunk of time as well, mm-hmm. it's a long... It, it, he spent all of Secret Wars thinking, I'm a loser. So, you know, that's good. So at this point in the story, Spider-Man feels like, you know, he, like he messed up because he wasn't able to save the life of this pawn shop owner. Mm-hmm. And now we go to the next day and we have Black Widow who's up in the air swinging around and, and she's going to go on a lunch date. She's, she's got a lunch she's date. She's trying, actually, she doesn't actually have the lunch date. Mm. The lunch date's not supposed to happen because uh, the person she's supposed to be dating is too busy, but she's going to go to the courtroom anyways to see if she can kind of sneak it in because she realizes this particular redheaded lawyer needs to take a break at this some point. handsome and so, dynamic lawyer who's doing public service at the moment because of the blackout. There's a bunch of uh, 
backlog. And I just wanted to see if you noticed or not that Black Widow in this has spider earrings. I didn't notice. Yeah. yeah. Fun little spider earrings. So so she shows up at the courtroom, and Matt Murdock, as we kind of mentioned, is, is just sort of telling her, like, look, I don't got time to do this right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't have time for a sandwich, lady. Yeah, and while leave us alone. There, the, the, the beat reporter that's covering the crime... Happens uh, to be Peter Parker. Happens to be Peter Parker is the photographer. And oh, uh, ben yes, Urich yes, is yes. The, yeah, the uh, the reporter. And there's a bunch of things going on where Peter Parker hears the voice of a man who's being charged with the murder, and he mm-hmm. thinks that's wild because no one knew what was happening, and when I left, the police wouldn't had a wouldn't mm-hmm. have had a clue. And Matt Murdock kind of hears this, and he also senses that Peter is Spider-Man. Which is interesting, and I wanted to point this Mm -hmm. out, Jamie, because this is the first time that he knows for a fact that the person in front of him, not in Spider-Man costume, is Spider-Man. However, I don't think Ben Yurick ever tells... never says this is Peter Parker. Never says Peter Parker. never introduces him. Exactly. So... I don't think Matt Murdock knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man yet. yet. He just knows that Spider-Man was with Ben Urich. Yeah, so what happens is that the judge sort of says, well, look, this kid's a criminal, Mm -hmm. and uh, we've got to go to trial. Um, I don't care. We're going to hear the evidence. Someone rat him out. And this this guy has got a a mile-long list of offenses in the past, a rap sheet in the Mm -hmm. past, so he's an easy target to, you know, to take the blame for this case. And and, and Matt Murdock, of course, doing his, you know, his listening to the heartbeat, you know, checking. He's listening to everyone. He's listening to little whispered conversations, heartbeats, and and he realizes that this guy's innocent. This This guy, guy yeah, even even though he's kind of a scumbag, he's innocent. And so so what does he decide? He's innocent of the crime. Of the crime. So, uh, of course, she decides to take the case, even though the little kid's like, whatever, dude, you're not even going to be able to help me, but yeah. whatever. And, so, and Matt does a thing where um, Black Widow comes over and whispers to him, you know, I, I know you're stuck in court. I can maybe do some investigating for mm-hmm. you as Black Widow. And he says, that's a great idea. Then he says very loudly to Ben, you know, it's a real shame that this kid's being charged for this crime. Um, if only someone could go and it's get some so evidence. It's so perfect. Yeah. Th- this is probably one of the smartest things that Matt Murdock has ever done. Yeah. So he knows Spider-Man's in the room. He knows that Black Widow's in the room. And he knows that he's got so much work he has to do because of this blackout, because of all the crimes and everything that mm-hmm. was happening. So what is a... Uh, the, it's per- He perfectly sends two heroes out to go do the same thing because yeah. he figures one of them will be able to help him solve the case. And he doesn't have to put on his... His uh, his uh, underoos. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty smart. And, I thought know, it was probably neat. Thinks this is easy. Um, yeah. So Spider Man, guilt ridden Spider Man says, you know, maybe I can do something as Spider Man, and right. he runs off. So that's where you get your team up. You have Black Widow and Spider Man investigating. Uh, Black Widow gets uh, the the <laughs> spider signal in her face as well at this point. Right. Um, and they say, okay, well, let's work together and go and see what we can find out. Black. Widow's swinging along. Spider-Man kind of looks at her and thinks about the black cat who he is mm-hmm. involved with in his own comic book at this stage. Um, they get to a kind of rundown tenement building and uh, there's a bunch of lounging ne'er-do-wells mm-hmm. uh, watching like 12 TVs or something. And uh, they burst in and make short work of these guys. Uh, one of them, a guy <laughs> in a crazy 
80s mohawk villain with a head from with a headband yeah with a headband makes a, a run for it and he has a gun and that, that both uh, black widow and spider-man think this guy has the gun that is the murder weapon mm-hmm. we've got to get him and so what so what they do is so that guy ends up jumping out the window yeah. literally like in any exactly and then he's running to a cab and so spider-man and black widow are watching uh-huh. this and like oh we got to go get him before he ends up yeah. hurting those people i think people. it's actually just a car it looks like a cab but i think it's just the, oh no it is a cab it's a family are about to get in a in cab. The cab yeah yeah so uh this this mohawk bad dude ends up uh, uh, taking the gun out, pointing it at the people inside of the mm-hmm. uh, cabs, says, get out. In fact, you know what? I'm going to keep you with me. So and he, he, keeps ends up, he keeps a young girl with her with him because he figures, if I got Spider-Man on my tail, I- I'm going to need a hostage. Yeah. And this is going to help me out. So then Spider-Man and Black Widow are swinging around trying to trying to stop this guy before he can do anything. And what does Spider-Man do? He to, twists he, his hip. He twists his hip <laughs> and he shines his Spider-Man uh, in, insignia is that the right word? Insignia. 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 Sorry, I said it right. Wrong. Insignia on the ground. And uh, it causes the driver to be like, whoa, there's a light on the ground. And he swerves and goes in Central Park. He crashes off of a bridge into the water, into into a lake, into into a lake. And uh, Spider-Man's like, oh, I better hurry up to save those, you know, the people inside. So um, he saves the girl, yeah. saves the mohawk crook, webs him to a tree, goes back down, gets the murder weapon, comes back up. The police are there at this stage. They're going through some stuff. And they say, that's great. Uh, good work, everyone. We're going to send this to ballistics and work out if this is the murder weapon. Uh, we're a bunch of heroes. And see you back at the... Uh, right. We'll go get sandwiches. So at this point, Spider-Man is heading off, feeling like he's done something good. You know, that he yeah. he's helped solve the crime of the person that he was not able to save. Yeah. And on his way back while he's swinging, it says swinging it's one through day, Central... It's kind of weird. It says it's one day later. One okay. day later, he meets up with uh, Harry Osborn in about the same part. And they hang okay. out. They have a, a, a lunch date or whatever. This friends. whole part was written in later. This part is just crammed in. It, and yeah, this is why it, it's, it's it, What it is is that's where um, Spider-Man gets this mm-hmm. tingling saying, there's yeah. something in Central Park here that I need to go investigate and see what it is. Yeah, and, that's and this where, is for a few days in, in his own comic for a few issues. He's been getting this like over, yeah. overbearing sense of the, the spider right. sense has been tingling really heavily. And that's where he sees um, some sort of futuristic version of Stonehenge yeah. is what he calls it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he goes and swings in there and then he just he Pop. like pops he's gone, he's gone. Yeah. uh which you know as jamie mentioned before we start talking about this issue that's him going into yeah. enter the you know the secret wars he webs his clothes wallet and keys up into a tree and yeah. uh, swings off so and then uh, for the very last thing in this issue meanwhile we, elsewhere yeah the, i we, like that he's got the two meanwhile elsewhere elsewhere <laughs> yeah we've got matt in court with the guy he's defending and then yeah. ben york comes in and is like hey matt we got a problem that gun they found, yeah, it is. It is. You know, it's been it's used. It's a gun, but it's, it's not. been used on many crimes. But yeah. it, it is not the particular case yeah. that we're uh, we're fighting right now. So that gun does us no good. So we're back to square one. Yeah, and that's good work, Matt. Yeah, and that's how that issue ends. And then that takes us straight into one forty one. And as Jamie mentioned earlier on the cover of this one, we got Spider Man in his black costume. Mm-hmm. He's not in the issue at the start. He pops up halfway through. Um, but we sort of we start back in the courtroom yeah. where um, Matt and is in the room while a couple of tough cops, you know, the whole uh, good cop, uh, bad cop routine, yeah. um, are trying to interrogate our Mohawk friend from earlier, uh, trying to figure out, you know, his connection to what's going on. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, Bill Mantlow doesn't write this one. It jumps into Tom uh, DeFalco. Tom DeFalco, who is uh, at this stage, he is, I think he's becoming he did the, the editor in chief of. Yeah. of um, 
because I think Jim Shooter is moving on up and Tom DeFalco takes over. That may happen after Secret Wars. Um, and uh, Greg LaRoque, LaRocca. Jim Alzey wrote the script. Yeah. So we, we have, um, yeah, like you said, the good cop, bad cop, and we have Matt standing in the background with his shadow doing the Daredevil thing, which we enjoy. Um, and he's basically just listening to heartbeats and making sure that, that this guy that's being questioned, the Mohawk bad guy. And one, th- and one thing I want to say, and, and this happens a few times throughout this issue, uh-huh. is that Daredevil, well, sorry, Matt Murdock, you know, he has that whole, that thing pops up inside like, okay, so this guy is still bad. Yes. So this guy could go to prison. All I have to do is, you know, like help make it so he goes to prison for this yeah. crime. But Matt knows that he's not the one that committed this specific crime, even though he's a terrible person. Yeah, he's not and, about to and, pin... And even the cops, and at one point, Ben Urich, they tell him, like, look, you know, sometimes we have to kind of cut our losses and realize that even though we may not be getting the same, the correct guy behind jail, at least mm-hmm. we have the opportunity to put some really bad people behind bars. Yeah. But, of course, for Matt Murdock and for most su- superheroes... Uh, that would not work for them. And especially Matt. I mean, Daredevil is very much about, you know, we've seen it in the past where he suddenly says, I'm going to defend this bad person mm-hmm. because they're not guilty of this crime. The law, the, 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 the letter of the law is important. Now, the justice part, I can take care of as, as Daredevil. I can put on a costume and go and punch people in the head and, and bring them down and, and stop crimes from happening in this way. But the law is very, it's got to be, black and white it's got to be completely clean and this guy is not guilty of this crime i cannot let him go down um he gets kind of annoyed at, at ben Urich for mm-hmm. even suggesting it and kind of wanders off gets changed into his daredevil yeah digs and uh, and does some swinging and thinking um and and can then i, I, I want to spider-man's gone missing at this point i, I, I kind of want to read so as as jamie said like you know jamie mentioned that He's a little annoyed at Ben for even yeah. considering the fact. And I like this dialogue that he has about Ben. He goes, sometimes, like, this is a um, Daredevil's internal monologue, mm-hmm. his thought bubbles. He goes, you know, sometimes I can't stand Ben Urich. I hate people who seem to have the ability to look right through me, see who I am, how I feel. I can't fool him like I fool everyone else. I can't throw him off by being distant or mysterious. And then he goes, um, this, this best part, he goes, uh, the man just takes one look at me and pins my soul to the wall. I love you, Ben, but I hate your guts. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. Yeah. It, that's, a per, that's their relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's them having coffee together. Th- th- these guys have become friends, but they're kind of not... F- they're not frenemies, but they're they're friends that like have this type of mutual respect yeah. where you know we're not going to go hang out on the weekend together. Yeah. But you know when it's time for business, like we'll get the business done, even though we're going to you know be on two different wavelengths. Yeah, and Ben can get away with saying a lot more to him than than a lot of people because he knows can. a secret. Yeah, yeah. And all he has to do is say Matt slightly louder and have uh, Daredevil whisper. Come on. So while so while um, Daredevil is now out trying to find clues to help his Ivan. case, we see Ivan. It was so nice. We only get to see yeah. him for two. He looks so sad. We only get to see him for one panel, mm-hmm. but but he's got his mustache, and it's such a good mustache. It's not like Foggy's mustache. This is Foggy's a good mustache. Is horrible. Yeah, this is a good <laughs> good mustache. Um, so he's driving uh, Natasha around, and she's still help, trying to help Matt. She, yeah. you know, she knows that the gun ended up coming back, not being helpful. So it's like I still got to help Matt. Yeah, Spider Man's gone missing. We've got to step up and find out what's going on. They go back to the pawn shop, and they have a look inside, and there's a bunch of um, like a gang basically that are helping the new owner of the pawn shop. Uh, he's a guy called Frank Arnold, mm-hmm. and he bought the pawn shop um, and what was left of the inventory. 
when the uh, the first owner was killed. And Black Widow suspects something is up because the people that are inside yeah. that are stocking the shelves are criminals. Yeah, are people that mm-hmm. you know have been in this area and have done some bad yeah, stuff, they, have they, bad they reps wear, within this specific pawn shop. Yeah, and they, they kind of look like warriors style bad guys. They've got like a, a uniform that they all wear, a jacket that has a red a red spot on the back. Um, so she she leaves thinking that was suspicious. I don't really like it. We get a little off camera dialogue from Ivan, but we don't get to see him, which is that's so it. sad. How I don't dare they throw him on there. Come yeah. on. Um, and then uh, Daredevil and her go and punch a few people in the face to get some more information. Mainly Daredevil at this point. He goes in and he's uh, he's fighting and he's basically saying, like, Black Widow said you guys were tough. I'm kind of embarrassed. You're pretty easy. One of you is going to have to talk and tell me what's going on. This issue's got a lot of fun little appearances because mm-hmm. then, not really pertaining to the story too much, we Nothing just to do with it. we just get this little sequence of um, of our sumo friend uh, Kingpin, yeah. who's dressed like you know like a sumo wrestler. He's, he's training up in training, the Kingpin get, Tower, getting a workout in. It's always great to see Kingpin show up, yeah. but we don't even really talk about it. And they're it, talking it, about how it literally like, has nothing to do with the story. Well, it has a little <laughs> bit to do with it because what we learn is that the um, the pawn shop was actually part of the uh, his little empire it was a small little part of his empire and there's some stuff going on where he's saying you know that uh, people in costumes are kind of getting in the way of stuff again in particular the the guy that's there the aide that's giving him the report um and goes through says you know this guy called daredevil's causing trouble mm-hmm. again so um kingpin breaks the arm or the hand of, and then he feels bad him. about it which i can make sure this guy gets medical attention yeah I, I don't i don't do that i don't normally <laughs> injure people it was a fun little cameo yeah. I, I liked it in there yeah. so so matt has not been useful he's been beating people up but hasn't gotten any information to help his client yeah he goes back and tells his client this his client is all mad you know he's and you know it's like i told you you weren't going to be able yeah, to you're help just me a, a loser lawyer you, but, you were never going to be in help and he's like no i'm gonna i'm yeah. gonna find out what's going on so, so him and natasha get together and they're like yeah. okay let's go out and, and and then that's where natasha's like oh by the way i think i know who it is yeah and matt's like uh what are you talking about yeah the guy who owns the pawn shop now like there's something weird about him and matt's like oh why didn't you tell me that before like why are you waiting till this time you didn't ask buddy. you didn't ask yeah that's exactly <laughs> what she says you yeah. didn't ask then we cut to spider-man returning in his black uh, outfit have a little two-page sequence, uh, three-page sequence, I guess. He goes up and finds that his clothes are still there. We get the sense that time... Is, it's, it, this is kind of bizarre because we get the sense that a lot of time has passed for him, even though we know it's only a couple of days in this story. Mm-hmm. Um, he returns, Ben's there, and he's like, well, look, there you are. Where were you? Oh, well, never mind. We've got some stories to do. Um, and he dashes off, and we see him do the change from his regular clothes to the black costume for the first time. Because he finds out that the case is not solved. He yeah, the fi- case isn't solved. He didn't know that the gun came back. He left at the point yeah. where they had the gun, and they thought they had the murder weapon. Right. Now he goes, and he flies in and chats with... This is a great sequence. He goes to see Foggy and Becky, because he wants to see if he can uh, see Matt, because he knows Matt is the lawyer mm-hmm. that's representing him, and he wanted to get some information. He goes in, Foggy and, and Becky are just chatting to themselves, uh, amongst themselves, and this guy comes in and like, who are you? Yeah. Because he's got the new costume on, and this, I'm, I'm going to read this, because it's like, uh, uh, and Spider-Man says, come on, you must have seen me before. Ace Crime Fire, Idol of Millions, well, maybe thousands. Name starts with an S. Listen, mister, we don't want any trouble. Come on, Nelson, don't play dumb. Who else can stick to walls like this? Uh, The Black Widow, The Fly, The Beetle. Foggy, I think it's Spider-Man in a silly outfit. (laughs) Give the lady a biscuit. Give the lady a biscuit. And then he goes (laughs) off and he's like, why did she say my costume was silly? 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, remember the last time that uh, Spider-Man went through a window after, uh, you know, where he Foggy hanged, was yeah, at. He, he started Foggy out, of the out of the window. Yeah, Foggy was probably a little bit nervous. Yeah. There, you know. Did um, you notice that Foggy did not have a mustache? He didn't have a mustache in this one. This is the mysterious uh, mustache disappearance. Well, the, what happens is that in we're we doing no praise here. Um, he went to because Debbie has been. Oh boy! Just wait till we talk about Debbie later. Mr. Sin and, oh, and Debbie. Yeah, we're gonna um, get into that. At one point, a he bit. went to kiss Debbie, and she said, "Oh, your mustache is irritating me." So he shaved it off quickly. And then she said, why have you shaved off your mustache? So, so, he, so he grew it back, it back quickly. <laughs> so that explains why he doesn't have it. Um, uh, so they get, so he gets some information and he goes off. Spider-Man um, is on the trail, Daredevil and uh, Black Widow on the trail. Um, Daredevil makes a deal with a kingpin for some information because he knows that we find out that the pawn shop was a small fencing operation for the kingpin. Um, and he was making a little bit of money off it, enough for it to keep existing. Mm-hmm. And when this guy came in and caused trouble, he kind of ended that relationship, and it's like, mm, no, you don't do that. And also, the guy that took over the pawn shop owes money to someone who is connected to the kingpin. So the kingpin kind of wants it shut down as well. So he says, look, we'll make a deal. We'll get the guy to spill his guts. I'll send in four goons. They'll say, you know, they'll, they'll put the, the lean on him, and he'll break down. And uh, there you go. So that happens. But Spider-Man comes in. And he's like, what's going on? How, why are all these crooks here? Comes kicking in. And uh, Daredevil butts in and says, what is wrong with you? Just back off. You've been gone forever. You've come back in. You've ruined it all. We're running an operation here. We're undercover. These guys are going to get this guy to admit to it. And while this is going on, Mr. Arnold runs off. And Black Widow stops him. He pulls out the gun. And she says, look, I know that's the murder weapon. But you're not going to use it against me. Um, you've got no choice. This is you're done for. The kingpin's after you. We're after you. There's nowhere for you to go. Just give it back. And he's mm-hmm. like, he's he, he's broken. He just says, I can't do this anymore. Um, and he explains what happened. He uh, confesses. He confesses. confesses the whole thing. Yeah. He feels terrible. He feels terrible. Spider Man gets annoyed and says, you know, you shouldn't make deals with the kingpin. He swings off, and Daredevil looks at him like, yeah, I know, but. Yeah, but who cares? Because uh, you weren't here. Yeah, and we and we got the uh, murder weapon. Yeah. So the guy ends up going free. So yeah, you know, and and even Black Widow's like, "Are you proud of yourself, Matt, for freeing this guy?" And Matt's like, "I don't even know anymore. Yeah, like I made some unpleasant no, compromises. Uh, you know, I want it's imperfect justice." He's like, "I don't feel very good about it yeah. at all." And as he leaves, the guy that he protected, the first, the, the guy that this whole story is built around, who was originally charged, he says, "You know." I don't know how much I've helped you because you're going to be on the streets. The gang are going to be after you. The kingpin's going to be after you. Everyone's going to be after you. You probably would have been better off going to jail. <laughs> so, Great words to hear from your lawyer, right? Yeah. And he says, well, you got to help me. And he goes, nah, I'm done. This is my part. Yeah. My part of this story is done. Yeah. And it is. That's the end of that part of that story. Right. So jumping straight into um Issue 206. 206, which and is just excellent. You know, it's funny. Like, um, hold on, this is... Uh, this is a... This is a gr- I'm just going to say, this four issues that we're going to cover, 206 mm-hmm. to 209, is fantastic. Yes, and um, 208, I can't wait to talk about 208. Yeah. 208 just blew me out of the yeah. water. Absolutely love 208. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get through 206 and 207, and um, I, I wasn't as big a fan of these ones because I liked a lot of the stuff that happened, but I'm getting a little bit tired of Sin. Yeah. Micah Sin is a Micah pain. Sin, yeah. He's a terrible character. Yeah. And he's... Uh, 
it's we get what's happening and it's kind of it's a good he's a good antagonist but as a character he's <laughs> awful but i think that's because he's you don't like him because of the character rather than you don't like the character if that makes sense you, are you everything about him is just like oh this guy oh he's awful he's a terrible person he's really how dare he have the upper hand for okay I'll, I'll, I'll buy that i'll buy that which is kind of i think good writing because uh, yeah you know so this is David Mazzuccelli. Yeah, as and we mentioned is, earlier. He and is amazing. He comes in and does a very light uh, William Johnson impression for this issue. Mm-hmm. He's coming in to try and smooth out the loss of um, our, our, our beloved artist who's moved on. Was it William Johnson? I feel yes. like I'm saying the name yes. wrong. I was like, it's not it's John Williamson. No, <laughs> it was William Johnson. Yeah. And um, it's... I, like I was mentioning earlier, I like the way he draws Daredevil, mm-hmm. and to me, his Daredevil looks very unique, especially yeah. the face part. It, it, it's it's its own it's its own version, which is really cool. But this particular issue, as we mentioned, is Meekin, or you say Micah, right? Micah Sin, yeah, yeah Micah Sin, and it, it's all about him. And if you guys all remember at home, he's the guy from he's a, he he's was. A- King Gorge. Yeah, the King Gorgi tribe, <laughs> uh, these English men who went down to Africa and then they were forgotten about and they became savages. Yeah. And now they're in the United States and they have this hotshot um, publicist guy, Piper, Piper, who is trying to get them into society. Yeah, he's a professor that's and, trying to build his own uh, stand in. in yeah, in, and they've and they've become insanely popular. Yeah, amongst the certain class of people. Right, because um, because and at one point he even I don't remember if it was him, but somebody compared it to how people like trends and. This right now is new, so it's trendy. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Yeah. So, and he was—he even said women specifically, like mm-hmm. women specifically, are into this because this is new. Yeah. So, it, if it's new, it has to be improved. Yeah. Um. So this issue opens up with man, poor Becky. Becky. Becky, is... Becky has been through some serious crap, and yeah, and this is like this issue is just a little bit of crap. She gets a lot more crap coming up later on. But she gets uh, she gets mugged at home. She's yeah. just bought her mum a fur uh, coat, fur coat for Christmas, which is kind of questionable. But we'll let that go because of you know. She says, you know, I saved up, I got the right thing. It was the one that she really wanted. It was the only chance I could get to get this present for her. Yeah, so she was mugged, and she calls Matt on the yeah. phone, and Matt's like, "Stay there, I'm coming over to help." Blah blah blah. And so he figures the quickest way to get over there is as Daredevil. So yeah. Matt, this is our first chance of seeing, um, or this is our first shot of seeing Daredevil. Yeah. By Mazzuchelli. He is, and he is the, I think, you know, the, the thing that I loved about Gene Cullen was how fluid his figure work was, how everything felt like he, it was moving. He also did some very creative angles yeah. on the figures. Yeah. And, yeah. Mazzuchelli is an incredibly good figure drawer. Yeah. He is a, he's an artist. He's a, a like, this isn't, he's not drawing comic book stuff he's drawing figures and then dressing them in comic book outfits and comic book stories so Mm -hmm. even the stuff of becky on the floor reaching up for the phone is incredibly good yeah yeah agreed it's just great artwork and so daredevil gets there and he does oh we should mention it's christmas time it's christmas so another year another year has passed so daredevil is 29 right now. no he's 36 (laughs) uh no anyway so uh he gets there and he can he senses a bunch of stuff and he's like okay well she was out here uh, she was attacked here. I can see the there's some wet on the floor, so it's someone who came in from outside, but they mm-hmm. didn't go back outside. I can find out where it is. It's this guy in this room. And then mm-hmm. 
bursts in. There's a guy on a phone who is, he, we can tell he's like a nasty piece of work because he's casually sitting back. He's got a, a, a nudie girl poster behind him that's conveniently covered by his elbow. And uh, the TV's on and he's just bragging about how he mugged the, the what does he say? I think he... He says, yeah, I gave her a shove. Uh, and the wheelchair, wheelchair just tipped over. over and there you go. <laughs> I can get five or 600 for this easy from the Dutchman. Yeah. Um, and then he says, oh, it got cold all of a sudden. What's going on? And Daredevil's sitting on the window. Maybe you like, should have closed your window, he pal. Says, yeah, do you want to try and shut the window? I'm over <laughs> here. Let's see what you got. Um, Daredevil takes him out. He takes him out real Easily, quick. easily. And he says, you know. But then this is the best part. I yeah. feel like Daredevil gave him a little bit of extra pounding. He More says, so he says, than he needed just yeah. because of the situation. You he, know? Does a, he does the thing where he's like, okay, I've beaten you. Come on. Yeah, come on, come on, go for me. I go for you. me. Yeah, go for me. Come on, let's see what you got. You got a knife in your pocket. Let's see what you yeah. got. Yeah, and then at the very end of the fight, after he's got some good blows in, Daredevil's like, I. Uh, he goes, you know what? I got a Christmas present for you. I'm gonna leave your bones intact. Yeah, which is a nice. Uh, <laughs> it's a nice. It's a While nice. While this is going on touch. on the TV that he has on in the room, we see um, Piper. Uh, Professor Piper is on and he's talking about uh, Micah Sin. They're having a feast. A feast. And apparently it looks like there are so many more of his... Of his uh, more King Gorgie. King Gorgie <laughs> members have come to New York City. Yeah. And they're just having this huge, gigantic feast. And we have waiters, you know, dressed in tuxedos that are coming out, bringing out the fanciest food. And as... They go savage. They go savage and just start attacking yeah, it. And eating food off the floor. They yeah. go into the kitchen and just eat stuff. And while this is going on, um, we, we see that Foggy is there and Foggy uh, mentions that um, uh, Debbie isn't around. He says, uh, where, he, where he notices that Micah Sin isn't there and we see that, sorry, Debbie isn't there yet. Micah is left while this is going on, and we discover that it was a distraction to let him slip away and talk to someone up in his hotel room. Which turns out to be... Well, we don't see straight away. Yeah, we who see, that is. We see a big pair of hands, and uh, someone is talking to him, and then Debbie comes at that point, comes and knocks on the door and says, look, I brought you a Christmas present. I got a friend who's a sculptor to make a... A little uh, statue of your of the god that you like, the god Mao, mm-hmm. um, and I wanted to give it to you as a present. And um, so, okay, Debbie is being so flirtatious. It's she's being it, super flirtatious. Super flirtatious. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, last podcast, I wasn't thinking clearly when uh, Matt caught um, the kiss. The kiss, mm-hmm. and I was like. Maybe Matt shouldn't tell Foggy about it, but I, I, I don't even know why I said that. I completely changed my mind. <laughs> I completely changed it hundred percent. If you if you catch your best bud's wife cheating on you or you know, whatever, you gotta tell your friend about it. So mm. hopefully Daredevil does the right thing. We'll find out. But yeah, so anyway, so uh uh, uh Micah is Micah says, you know, yeah, Mao, Mao, the god Mao is great. Yeah. Mao gets, Mao grabs, Mao eats, Mao oh, takes. takes. And he grabs he Debbie grabs and Debbie. they start making out. But and then, then, oh, I love this. Jamie, this is like one of my favorite things. So it is very hard um, to write the kingpin wrong. Yeah. And um, that's why when I first started to, when we switched over from Frank Miller, there's a few things that I wasn't like a very big fan of. Mm-hmm. That didn't seem like Kingpin being Kingpin. Yeah. It just seemed wrong. 
this is not one of those moments. <laughs> this moment right here is perfect. Yeah. So Kingpin is there. He reaches in. This is the hands from before. And it says, he basically says, um, you need to leave, Miss Nelson. Yeah, he so says, she, release her. So she runs out. And then he, you know, in typical Kingpin fashion, by the way, Mazzuchelli draws an amazing Kingpin. Yeah. Uh, he goes and says, look, you know, regardless of everything else, the one thing we never, ever, ever do is touch another man's wife yeah for for no reason ever no matter what he is loyal to a t yeah i mean this is this is the dialogue that's actually written by by danny o'neill for this stuff he says uh i believe you have much to offer mike sin you are strong quick cunning intelligent and utterly merciless you could be an immensely valuable asset to my organization but the kingpin has rules rules which you would do well to memorize among these rules is one stipulation that we do not touch another man's wife for any reason ever. And 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 that last ever is a close up of his yeah. face. So you can really tell how he's very serious about yeah, it. And this is very much like we we still we get the sense that Vanessa is still very much in his mind and we remember that she is uh we'll cover where she is because um the, the whole stuff of her being down in the cellar, mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the sewer, and all that. But there is a there's a, a great graphic novel that was put out with uh, Frank Miller and um, uh, Bill Sinkovich. Um, I think it's called Love and War, which we'll cover at a later date, which uh, mentions what's happening with Vanessa at this moment. Um, and then uh, we cut back to Foggy, and Debbie comes back and says, "Can we leave?" And yeah. he's like, "Sure, what's up?" And she says, "I don't, I don't want to talk about it." So this is so she is not being very good to Foggy. No. And uh, yeah, so that we, we, we don't like Debbie. Debbie continues to dig herself yeah. into a very big hole right now. And then they say, look, we're going to go to Matt's house because he's got his Christmas thing going on. And Foggy, Foggy still doesn't want to do anything. Yeah. He's like, I, I, do we really have to go? We it's go it's snowing and, you know. Yeah. And what happens is that Micah and a, a bunch of his guys get in a cab behind. Well, no, he gets in the limousine that the Kingpin's providing for him at this stage. And, and says, follow the cab. Follow the cab. And by the way, so when we, we're going to Matt's house and Matt get, gets a gift from Gloriana, things yeah. are starting to kind of, uh, there's there's a little spark going on right now yeah, between Gloriana Matt. Yeah, Gloriana is a little flirty with Matt. And for those of you who don't remember, Gloriana is the niece of... Gloriana O'Brien. Is, <laughs> is, is, is the niece of... Uh, uh, is, uh, it, is, it, is, Debbie's it, is it Debbie or... <laughs> I couldn't remember. It's Debbie. It's Debbie's niece. Yeah, she says, "Don't call me auntie." It yeah, makes me feel old. who is staying at Matt's place at the because moment? Because Debbie said you should go stay. You should go stay at Matt's place. <laughs> he's one of my and Matt he's and one Matt, of Foggy's employees. And, and, and Matt was like, "Dang that woman!" <laughs> <laughs> Talking about Debbie. Yeah, um, and she gets him a little. He, he, as we know, uh, Matt's in the brownstone at this point, and he has a sculpture room. He has a room where there's lots of physical art that he likes to go up in and. and and uh, just feel culture, I guess. And uh, mm. she gets him a a, a small uh, sculpture of uh, Rodin's The Kiss, um, and uh, that's a that's a big heavy flirt hint yeah, right there. Yeah. Um, and then uh, while that's happening, the door there's a knock at the door, and it is Debbie, Foggy, and Becky come in. Foggy's like, hey, look who I found outside. Yeah, I was thinking about this. Yeah, because I found. I was like, so was she just waiting out there for a long well, time? <laughs> he has stairs up to the apartment, right? Yeah. So I guess she was just stuck of the Poor <laughs> Becky. Uh, man, Becky just, oh boy, just wait till later, everybody. Yeah. Wait till later, folks. Yeah. So um, Debbie says, says something kind of snarky about how and her fo- hair looks and, lovely. And Foggy much. goes to go check out the Foggy food. Foggy goes get some provolone and uh, yeah. eat some food. We, we find out that uh, Matt had invited uh, Danny and Luke. 
He had, yeah. This is kind of cute. He gets a he gets a phone call. He says, "Oh, I'm going to go answer the phone," and everyone goes, "The phone's not ringing," and then it rings, uh, mm-hmm. uh, which is one of his favorite things to do. Yeah. And he goes in and he gets. Uh, I understand, Luke. The storm is a killer. Sorry, you can't make it. Say hi to Danny for me. So we know that's mm-hmm. Luke. Uh, But then, since they're not coming, he hears footsteps coming up the front door, and he wonders who could that be. Becky couldn't get up. And and then all of a sudden, we have a slam. Door slams wide open, and uh, Micah Sin comes in with some of his gross, grotesque, you know, the savages. The savage dudes. He pushes. um, He pushes Foggy Foggy out of the way. (laughs) He he smacks Matt in the stomach. Yeah. Grabs Debbie and starts to run off. He basically says, "You come with me," and grabs Debbie. And the the other guys that are there, the other savages, are grabbing food, and then they see Becky and And, they say, "Cripple." And then they start laughing and they're pointing and they're they're making fun of her. And while this is all happening, uh, you know, um. De- Debbie's trying to get away from Micah Sin a little bit, uh-huh. and then she and Mike even pulls her by the hair yeah, to get her to go closer, her, yeah. and she goes ow. And they're all making fun of um, all of the savages are making fun of Becky. Becky. Then and Gloriana tries to stop them, and one of them grabs her and has a a uh, knife at her throat. Yeah, he pulls out a little knife. So mad at this point is like, okay, I need to do something yeah. because I have to stop this. So his ingenious idea is because remember. Matt still cares about his secret identity more yeah. so than the swiftness of helping his friends. Yeah. So he he devises this plan where he lets them know, hey, I'm blind. Come make fun of me. Yeah. So everyone starts to make fun of him, and then he ends up getting punched in the face, falls back into he the Christmas the tree. Punch. Yeah. Uh, falls back into a Christmas tree. The Christmas tree ends up hitting the light switch, yeah. turns off the lights, and then over the matter of a couple of sentences, he switches into his daredevil outfit, and then while in the dark, starts beating the crud out of these savages. Yeah. He takes out most of them, and then Micah gets a, a hit in, and he realizes that the fight is it's got to be it's got to be taken out. So he kind mm-hmm. of. They, they fall outside, and Micah comes out and grabs him, and they get into the fight. Now, remember, Micah Sin is, is powerful. Micah Sin is fast, strong, yeah. and ruthless. Yes. And, uh, and Daredevil was, is on several occasions now, when they've tasseled, um, tangled, had, 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 yeah. When they've tangled, uh, he's mentioned that, you know, it's going to take, it takes five or six blows for me to even slow him down. And, mm-hmm. it, and even that sometimes doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So he, he gets grabbed around the throat and he's picked up and he's like, this is the, this is the end. You've interfered three times and that's, it's not going to happen mm-hmm. anymore. And he, gr- he lifts Daredevil up effortlessly by, by the, the neck. Th- yeah. By the throat. And he's about to snap his neck, I guess when he gets hit hard, hard in, in the, the stomach solar plexus <laughs> by none other than Kingpin and, and Kingpin tells him like, great. He goes, you, you idiot. I warned you about meddling with that woman. Like, what did you think? Did you think I was so stupid that I was not going to follow you? Yeah. So he followed him to Matt's place. You broke the rules, basically. Yeah. And then Matt, seeing that Mike is down, finishes the job and well, knocks him out. Kingpin actually says, Daredevil. Yeah. And steps back and says, you know, finish him. Yeah. So and Daredevil starts him. to beat him up. And at the and end it of does the... Take, it takes one, two, three, four, yeah. five, six... Hard blows. Six hard blows. For and then go Daredevil goes to the Kingpin. He goes, look, I guess I owe you. And, and, uh, and Kingpin's like, consider it a gift. Merry Christmas, Daredevil, as he walks off yeah. into the street lamplight. This this is one thing I just wanted to say, like, about the writing. Like, Denny O'Neill... He writes Kingpin way different than Frank Miller did. Mm-hmm. There are some stuff aspects about it I'm not a big fan of. Yeah. I di- I love the, the I love about his loyalty to Vanessa and not messing to another man's woman. Yeah. One thing or with another man's woman. One thing that I'm not a big fan of. Denny O'Neill takes him out of his office. 
Yeah, he puts him on the street. He puts him on the street. And I don't really feel like at this point, with what we had going on with Frank Miller's Daredevil, this does not seem to kind of fit. But that's okay because characters can evolve, and maybe that's what we're going to get used to later on. But as of right now, it just seems like it doesn't fit with Kingpin's character to go out on the street. Even if he's worried, even if he's scared, even if he wants to see what's happening, Mm -hmm. I don't really see him getting out of the car and doing stuff like this. Yeah. But that's just me. Yeah. Hmm. I get it. I kind of feel like they they kind of build into this idea that there's some trouble on the street, and Kingpin is like, he's nervous. Is he nervous? I have to get my hands dirty. I just don't think he ever gets nervous. No, I don't think he's nervous. I think he's just like, look, you people aren't doing what needs to be done. Okay, gonna have to go out and do some stuff. Um, Debbie runs out and goes to comfort Micah, who's hit, and 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 you remember he was literally pulling her by the hair. Yeah, I think she's got some serious. Like Stockholm yeah. syndrome stuff going on. Um, Foggy I, comes out and says, "I'm hurt as well." And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." I did want to say that at one point, that in the uh, Devil's Advocate, which uh-huh. is a um, a newsletter portion where people write to uh, the letters know, page, th- yeah, the letters page. Um, there was this blurb from the um, uh, from the I guess was it the Crimson Face assistant editor saying on page ten, panel oh, yeah. six of Daredevil two hundred two, a white officer named. Uh, uh, can't read it. Uh, Molokay apologized to Chief Micah. He was the guy who hit him over the head. Mm-hmm. Well, um, the, the actual action, if you go back and you look at the issue, um, was was a black officer. Yeah. And then it was changed to a white officer in between. So the coloring, it, the coloring was was wrong. Mm-hmm. So they redrew the, they reput the panels in this issue with with the officer col- uh, colored white and not black. Yeah. And and he even says, cut this out (laughs) and glue it on top of the other page, and then the story will make sense. I've never seen anything like that ever. I have seen it before, but have I would you? never cut out anything from a comic book. I know, but still, like that, I, that I'd never seen that. I, I thought if that anyone w- has. I wonder if there's copies floating oh, around. Oh, of course. I might have to get some some uh, extras. Of, um, let's go to two hundred seven now okay. because uh, two hundred six is done. And it's a great cover, by the way. I should mm-hmm. mention we should mention the cover. It's uh, Klaus Janssen and Ed Harrigan. Um, Two oh seven, another pretty good cover. I like this cover. The covers, of, uh, the covers are really stepping the, up. In yeah, this little run. They are. They are starting to look really good. Yeah. We're not going to go over it today. We're going to go over it on our next podcast. Yeah. But there's a cover coming up that's one of my favorites. Oh yeah. It's coming up uh, probably next podcast if I remember correctly the numbers. This is William Johnson. Uh, what do you mean it's William this Johnson? This is William Johnson, the cover. Oh, the cover, yeah. yeah. It's Bill Sinkovich, uh, so it's kind of hard. Uh, Bill Sinkovich is an incredible artist. Um, I love his stuff, um, but his inking can overwhelm some artists. Um, and it doesn't overwhelm on this cover, um, but it does mask that this is William Johnson for me mm-hmm. a little bit, but it doesn't. So this is William Johnson's Johnson's very very last Daredevil issue. What a shame. Luckily, David Mazzuchelli is taking over, and he is is great, and he does some really great work. Mm -hmm. But me and Jamie really, you know, we had neither of us had ever read any William Johnson stuff before. So it was such a pleasure um, seeing artwork that was so good mm-hmm. and finding an artist that we liked a lot. So th- this is is a sad day. And this is a very fun issue. It's titled it's um, Ultimatum. Yeah. And um, it, it's got a lot of Hydra agents in it. We have a lot of stuff going on. There's mm-hmm. like about five or six different stories. This is saying that Danny O'Neill was, uh, I, he put out a book a few years back that was called The 
um, the guy to writing comic books. I think it was like a DC guy to writing comic books. And he was always talking about B storylines and C storylines and how mm-hmm. pages should, in comics you have, you shouldn't dwell too long on the A storyline. You should have stuff lined up ready. And this is this is fun because it's a kind of standalone story, but it, it also goes back and forward. And so we get, we get two pages of setup for the story, which is uh, Black Widow has been uh, kidnapped by some, sh- some Hydra agents and she is being uh, she's been beaten she's been beaten and mm-hmm. she's been told you have to phone up um uh matt murdoch who you have to phone someone and you have to say and she says look you have to help me um there is something that they're looking for these hydra agents are looking for this this uh i don't know if they say it's, a it's, microfish, but it's, it's like a, a microchip it's a microchip yeah, um that contains it, some information yeah and it's in the possession of anton and i don't know how to say his last name Krapuchin. It's Krapotkin? Kropotkin. Kropotkin? Kropotkin. All right, we'll go with that. It's probably right. Anton Kropotkin. Anton Kropotkin. That name comes up again. I can't remember where. Is it Anton Kropotkin? It comes up at some other point. We'll go into it Well, he's a Russian defector who stole from the KBG. Yeah. KGB. <laughs> so <laughs> from the K, yeah. So from the KGB, Kropotkin uh, is on the run with this microchip. I'm gonna probably call him Anton. Yeah, Anton is on the run. Um, now, what happens is that Black Widow phones and says, "Look, you have to get the information out. You have to get this within the next uh, 12 hours. Otherwise, they're gonna kill me." Um, and while she's leaving this message, she's tapping out her foot gently to leave a um, uh, what do you call it? A Morse code mm-hmm. secret message, right? From Matt, knowing that he'll be able to hear it. And the hydras, and it's like, okay, um, we'll call you again. Make sure Daredevil finds out this information and gets on the case. But unfortunately, Matt's not at home because Matt's he's because he, he's hanging out with his new lady friend. He's hanging out. Well, they're not lady friends yet. Well, but yeah, but but, but you know, out. you know, there's something there, Jamie. Yeah. Come on. So this is there's a this is like the A B storyline where we learn that Matt doesn't get the message because he's bringing a gift to. Uh, Gloriana, because they've been apartment shopping, and, and she found a new from, place. They found a new place, very nice place, but yes. a little expensive. She says it's very expensive. Yeah. She says she could buy a half a county back in Ireland for what she's paying a month in rent. Um, and then now we go to the C storyline, story and this is uh, our buddy Micah Sin, mm-hmm. who is in the hospital, calling a press conference, basically saying, "Look, Daredevil beat me up. He abused me. I told him to stop." He's not who you think it is. And of course, like we'd mentioned before, he's trendy right now. People of a certain higher circle find yeah. him he's attractive. Not just his news. looks, but just him, his whole persona, everything yeah. about him. So he's starting to shame Daredevil's name. And Matt's there and he's thinking, This is this is stupid. This is not even close to what that's ended cool. up happening. This is something I'm gonna have to deal with. And at one point, Foggy's trying to say, uh, that's not entirely true. And then Debbie steps in and is like, Shh, quiet, Foggy. You have no comment. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And then uh, Foggy's like, Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, no comment. Yeah. She is I cannot stand me some Debbie. She, Dang she gets it. really badly. She gets taken down in this. Oh, in big it. time. So what, this is great. What happens is that we finally get, Matt gets home after this, after seething about what's going on with mm-hmm. uh, Micah. He gets home and he listens to the message and it wasn't a clear line. So yeah. it's just this broken <laughs> garbled. <laughs> so uh, Hydra needs to pay their phone bill or something. Um, and he thinks, well, I've got some information. I can go and try and find this guy, Kaprotkin. 
Um, let me change into my Daredevil costume mm-hmm. and see if I can speed things up. And he so goes to his favorite person to ask questions of. Yeah, Mr. Benier. But before he does that, let's just admire that image that mm, William Johnson sure just drew. There's a spot. Uh, it's from a low angle of a clock tower. Um, and Daredevil has his billy club and he's swinging to the top. And he, it's just like a low angle as he swings in front of the uh, the camera. Yeah. As you say, the reader's eye, and just oh, it's so good. Okay, yeah. sorry, I'm I'm done admiring it now. But then the next page is so good because we got Ben, uh, we got Ben Yurick sitting at his desk, you know, looking tired. Yeah. We got we got Power Man, Power Man and, and Iron, Iron Fist, Fist just walking, walking around outside. Yeah, um, and then Ben sort of says, "Like, here's the deal. Here's some information for you." Uh, he phoned a guy. He he has a contact in Washington. He phones up and says that Kapalkin is a construction engineer by trade. Uh, they don't know that he was defected. Um, they weren't really looking for him because of this. So does that help? And he's like, yeah, it kind of gets me started. And but. while that's happening, meanwhile, the same information is being gathered by Hydra. Hydra so now Hydra knows where to look for Anton themselves, yeah. and Daredevil knows where to find him. So what we end up happening is we have two sides. Well, actually, before that happens, um, Hydra knows where to go. Daredevil needs to find out. Yeah about the shady construction business. So he does something which I can't believe he did this, Jamie. He goes to Josie's bar. And whenever he goes to Josie's bar, as you as you listeners know, <laughs> he always beats people up, usually Turk or Grotto, yeah. ends up breaking windows, window. all this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. He goes in and he goes, look, I don't have time to fight. <laughs> I got a friend in danger. I have an envelope with like a thousand dollars cash. Yeah. The first person to give me this in to give me the information I want gets this cash. So of course they give him the information. He goes, yeah. count the money. And, he, and he's like, um, you're gonna be giving it all back to me, along with I'm gonna beat the credit out of you if I find out this information you're giving me is fake and or is wrong. And as he leaves, Josie's all happy. She's like, Holy Toledo. Yeah, Daredevil like, just came in here and didn't even break a single window. This is the best day. This is ever. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes and he, he's got an address now. So he heads off and he goes in. And while he, when he gets to the place, uh, oh. the, the Hydra agents are there. So we have this great sequence of uh, Daredevil. Can, that, that there is one panel at the top of a page where we see the fluid motion of Daredevil throwing his billy club into the flashlight of one of the Hydra agents, smashing it. Can I just say, William Johnson does a great job of drawing. Hydra outfits mm-hmm. because if you if you remember Hydra outfits you know they're green but they're not skin tight like spandex yeah they're very loose and baggy and he does a really good job of creating all the wrinkles and stuff yeah. of the outfits yeah but still keeping their posture mm-hmm. yeah it, it's 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 an awesome fight you know you've got Daredevil beating the crud out of these Hydra guys um, and then he ends up finding Anton and tells Anton, look, there's a whole bunch of people that are trying to hurt you for this mi- this microchip. You need to come with me to be safe. And he's like, okay, okay. But before he can do anything, before he can tell him that about this this microchip, he ends up getting shot and killed. Yeah. And Daredevil uh, swoops out and, and sees a sniper and ends up taking the sniper down very, very harshly. Big old mm-hmm. ki- such a great kick. To the- These yeah. panels are so good. Definitely go check this issue out if you want to see some William Johnson. Yeah. But I love this because behind Daredevil is a sign that says dead end. Yeah, it's smart. It's so smart because this is really sort of a dead end for him. Yeah. He doesn't know like you know what to do. Because now Anton is dead, so how is he going to find the Black Widow? Mm-hmm. And we also found out that once they end up getting this microchip, obviously, they're not going to need Black Widow anymore, so Hydra can go ahead and exterminate her. Yeah. So he ends up going back to his uh, 
his brownstone and listens. There's another phone message. There's another there. phone message, and thankfully, through that phone message, he finds out where. Um, he's able ho- to get some more information. This is still it's another gargle message. Um, yeah, but it's the guy saying, "Sorry, we didn't mean to disturb you. It's all taken care of now. Mm-hmm. Um, you're off the hook." And he's like, "Okay, they're going to kill Black Widow." Right, and they they tell him where Black Widow's going to be, yeah. and so the Hydra guards have booby trapped this place, mm-hmm. and they've wrapped Black Widow and hung her from her feet upside down. Mm-hmm. She's completely wrapped, including her mouth. Her with a, uh, a, a, a something that paralyzes, it's like a paralyzation. Right. So trip. she can't speak, she can't scream, she can't move, and she's tied up. And underneath her, in the floorboards, they hide this bomb. Mm-hmm. So Daredevil ends up showing up, and um, he, uh, he finds Black Widow, and he starts walking towards her. But he notices something is wrong because her heart rate, her pulse, mm-hmm. is accelerating. So he's saying, "Tell me, is something wrong? You know, what's going on? Like, you know." almost like blink if you can hear me type of thing, mm-hmm. but she's not reacting. And so Daredevil realizes, okay, there's something wrong with the floor because she's trying to tell me something. So then yeah. we cut to, you know, the people out in the van saying, well, this is strange. Daredevil showed up. Uh, you know, he should be dead by that now. should be a boom by now. Yeah, but Daredevil ends up, you know, showing that he's foiled the plan and uh, um, and him and Black Widow end up... Uh, you know, beating the crud out of the they guys the in the van. They beat the main yeah. baddie in it, and um, then they go back to, I guess it's Natasha's place, and have some mulled wine and mm-hmm. uh, or a coffee, whatever it is. And this is and this is a key point, though. We find out that Black Widow had the microchip the whole time. Yeah. And what makes that even worse was an innocent person died because of this, and Daredevil. This is going to linger with him for a while. Mm-hmm. And and uh, Black and Black Widow says, "I didn't think they would find him. I'm sorry he died. His family will receive a large sum of money." Yeah. So I thought she was broke. I thought she'd spend it all on the the rental properties and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that ends that issue. That ends. That. Goodbye, William Johnson. Thank you for yes, everything. Thank you. And now we're going to two. 208. 208. And I just want to say, 208 is unlike any Daredevil issue that we have read and discussed so far in this podcast, Jamie. Mm-hmm. It is so unique and so different. And we, and we have a different writer. We do. We've got a couple got of... a couple of different uh, writers yeah. for two issues. Um, Harlan Ellison and Arthur Byron Cover. Who would be better known as uh, very, very well-known sci-fi writers. Mm-hmm. Um, I did some research on... Um, Harlan Ellison. He had yeah. a little bit of a troubled past. He did, and uh, he also didn't he, he? He wrote a story that was used for. He, he successfully sued uh, James Cameron, I believe. For yeah, the Terminator. He, he, he did. Yeah, he he was part of a lot of lawsuits. Yeah, yeah. He had a he had an anger problem. He, you know, he well, uh, 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 allegedly had yeah. an anger problem. He was a very well known uh, science fiction. Uh, writer who uh, went to Hollywood and did a lot of TV writing whilst in Hollywood. Um, I think for Outer Limits was one of the big shows that he worked on. Um, and did he did he do much of a comic book? Work? No, no. They had a little. Uh, they did a little bit, but yeah. that's it. Yeah. Both of these guys did a little bit, but they did team up together on 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 a on the stu- a lot of stuff that they did do. Yeah. Um, so David Mazzuchelli is still doing the uh, the pencils, which David is David Mazzuchelli great. is now he's going to be the full time. Yeah, full time. They even mentioned in the letters page that William Johnson is going off um, to do other work, um, and that David is going to take over. Mm-hmm. 
Mazzuchelli. I, I shouldn't call him David. I don't know him personally. We're not, yeah. we're not close. I wish I did. I wish we were good friends. Yeah. Mr. Mazzuchelli, because yeah. you're an amazing artist. Yeah. A fantastic storyteller. Right. Um, but we have, uh, the, the, this is a super, the, the, there's the creepiest villain, villains <laughs> around. The little robot girls in these two issues. Right. So this issue is called The Deadliest Night of My Life. Mm-hmm. And the way that it starts is Daredevil has just finished. He's been, do- on, he's been on patrol. He's been on patrol. He got in a big fight. He, he ended took up... a bunch of people to Bellevue. To, yeah, he, he, he did. He's been, you know, he's been working all night, superheroing it up. Yeah, and, and he's, he's exhausted. He's got a court case in the morning. He's got a court case in the morning. He's exhausted. Yeah. On his way home, this little girl shows up. Mm-hmm. And the little girl says, Mr. Daredevil, my mommy's in trouble. You need to come help me. So, of course, Daredevil, being the superhero that he is, he answers the call and starts to follow her. You're like, wait up, little girl. And um, she ends up taking him to this estate. They they go down into like a cellar area. Right. In a a big house. Yeah. Yeah. And then we we don't see the estate yet. But he, yeah, so he takes her... He steps she, into the basement and right. a, a steel door slams behind uh-huh. him. So he's now trapped in this basement. A secret door opens behind uh, two shelves. And he discovers quickly that there's something strange with her heartbeat. Yeah. And he realizes that's not a human. That is a robot. Mm-hmm. And she's about to explode. So she he picks her up and throws her and she blows up. Mm-hmm. So now what we have entered in in this comic book, Jamie... Issue 208. Yes. This whole comic book is going to be Daredevil in a... Staying alive. <laughs> staying al- he's going to be in a maze of traps yeah. and all these weapons and near-death misses. Mm-hmm. And it is crazy good. Yeah. And there is so much action s- drawn beautifully. And, it, and the fact that Daredevil is exhausted throughout all of it and able to withstand and... and, and and continue to move forward, mm-hmm. it is amazing. Yeah. He senses that the only route that he has available to him, um, there he, he kind of senses that there's stuff's going on, and he sees that there's a mile, a, a quarter of a mile of tunnel, steel tunnel, and that's the only way he can go, and he, every time he steps forward, a door shuts behind him. So right. he's getting forced, like a, he's being led yeah. into, a, into a trap. He walks and walks and walks, and while he's going on, he suddenly senses something and jumps out of the way just in time but there is a, a bunch of darts, uh, of darts that just go all across yeah. the room. Think of like Indiana Jones running mm-hmm. through the thing and darts going by him. Yeah. But but we're talking hundreds of darts. Yeah. And he's able to swing through, except one of them. One of them nicks him in the neck. Yeah. And we find out it has sort of a. It's got some hallucinogenic. Exactly, kind of similar to when Doctor Doom back in I think what was it issue forty or whatever with mm-hmm. Daredevil, where he was able to kind of convince him that the room was spinning and he was in yeah. this like kind of this you know weird like topsy-turvy place yeah so he starts seeing images of guns he thinks that he's in the barrel of a gun and he's, yeah. he's freaking out and he's sweating and he's and he's thankfully uh, able to withstand push through and mm-hmm. escape but when he escapes his next current room the next trap he ends open. up falling down into the ground and when he falls he falls way down into quicksand Mm -hmm. and so he's starting to sink and then he realizes okay i know quicksand 
you can't panic. Yeah. You have to swim out slowly, and he's able to survive the quicksand. But as soon as he gets off the quicksand, he goes onto a metal plate on the ground, yeah. and that ends up, Opens up a opening door. up a trap door, and he's falling down to all these he spikes. He slides into a, a panel so, that is so, spikes. So imagine this. This so, is, this is the, so good. So Daredevil is falling down in, into this 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 big panel or this big open room yep. that in the ground is completely covered with spikes. Mm-hmm. So, so if this was Batman, if there's anybody else, he'd turn around, he'd shoot his grappling hook up to something above and, and, and miss out from hitting the, uh, the spikes, you know, like mere inches, right? Mm-hmm. No, Daredevil doesn't have time to do that. So he literally falls down onto the ground and contorts his body just yeah. right to avoid missing all the spikes. Yeah, he, it is he insane. Says, he says, you okay, need to map ch- out exactly where everything is. and You, you need to check out this pace. Or this, you need to check out this page because it is amazing how he bends his body in order to avoid yeah. these. And luckily, he's able to do it. He's alive. But then, so this this so plate that he lands on, uh, underneath the plate opens yeah. up a vat that has sulfuric acid. Uh huh. But but the plate that he's on starts moving side to side, so he has to he has to hold on to these spikes as mm-hmm. well. And then and then and then his it, it's, hands are slippery and be, a bit slippery because he was been he's just been in quicksand. Right. And he's got to try and work his way up as he's climbing up. The, the panel sw- flips the, over. It flips. <laughs> so the intent of this panel with all these spikes mm-hmm. is it's going to flip onto the spike side yeah. and trap you underneath if it didn't kill you the first time. Yeah. And he's able to jump off doing a couple of somersaults just and survive in, in the mm-hmm. nick of time. Then he lands in a very pretty room with several doors. Uh, behind one door is an explosion. Behind another door is flamethrowers. Another door has electrocution. It shocks him. It shocks his but hand. he's he's able to get through it. And then one he, is a fake door. And then he realizes there's a camera in this little room. It looks like it's another tunnel, but it's not. It's a okay. fake wall. So this next page, this uh, did, is incredible. Did, did you ever? Did you have a Nintendo growing up? Yeah. Did you have Ninja Turtles one? No. Okay. So for those of you who have played Ninja Turtles one, if you remember in the room where you have to get from the bottom to the top and it's a maze that you have to get up and on the sides are two walls that are closing in on you mm-hmm. and they have spikes on them so you have to hurry up and get to the top before the spikes close you in <laughs> this is exactly what this page mm-hmm. is there the are walls spi- don't come in but spikes but come spikes out of the do wall. yeah they're coming out of the yeah. wall and they're going to they're going to um they're going to poke them to death yeah and these are every every part of these spikes is razor sharp mm-hmm. so what happens is that he he makes he quickly makes a set of gloves for himself like mittens that will give him enough time to just grab if he needs to but he uses his sense to get his feet onto the spike and while the spike is slowly cutting through the, the sole of his the shoe of his i shoe, know it's, he it's quickly crazy. jumps up on the next one and he yeah. says i've got to be quick i've got to be quick the spikes come out and there's a camera up at the top that he uses the 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 the, the what do you call it? Like the, the handle, the, the wrist, the, the wristband wrist yeah. of, of, of the Billy Club. The Billy Club. He wraps that around the lens of the camera and is able to hold on long enough while the spikes completely come out. And he's able to swing and sense that there is a weaker part of the wall. When he breaks through, he gets through into a, a corridor full of electronics, and he can sense that there's power going through. Um, so he starts to smash a few things up. He hits something, and an alarm goes off. That really and it's such a, oh, it's a shrieking noise. You can just tell noise, yeah. like how he's holding his face down. And then he senses coming down the the tunnel that he's in. This kind of electrical. Tunnel. He smells almonds. He smells almonds, and uh, he knows that there, there's cyanide, cyanide behind so him. He has to leave. So on the way that he's leaving, 
ahead of him is a bunch of, of snakes. Incredibly poisonous. <laughs> I mean, we, he says there's black mambas, there's <laughs> tayapans, there's uh, the, the New Guinea tiger snake. Basically, everything that one bite, you're dead. And they're coming along. So he, he snaps out a couple of wires, creates an electrical current, and shocks them all to get them away. Keeps crawling along, finds a vent that he's able to break up, and he's up above the property now. And we first, this is the first time we see how big yeah, this place is. This is a huge estate that it's he says two is, is two and a half acres, mm-hmm. and it, it's one gigantic big booby trap. Yeah. And then once he's on the top, he re- realizes, oh, crud. I probably shouldn't stand still for too long because who says the top isn't booby-trapped? Yeah. And then what happens? He starts getting zapped at by a bunch of lasers, lasers <laughs> that start shooting at him. And he ends up doing all these somersaults to survive. Now, remember... He his, says this is crazy old money. He, is, is and what a key his costume is all torn up. He's so tired. Uh-huh. He's been moving around, dealing mm-hmm. with all this stuff. It's and then snow he, everywhere. Snow everywhere. And he crashes back into the building. Yeah, he's he like, no. He slips on the roof. He crashes back in the building. And then this what was so cool. So he crashes into the building, and then the floor starts to get sucked into the wall, which is going to make him fall underneath. And what's supposed to be underneath that that floor is a pool, a, is a pool with a shark in it. Mm-hmm. But there's no water. There's just a shark that's dying on the ground. Yeah. Because when he had messed up the wiring before, it ended up making it so water didn't fill in, in, in the tub. Or into the pool. How cool is that? Because yeah. normally you would think it would just be the water with the shark, but now because he did something before, it ended up changing this a little yeah. bit. So then uh, the floor, so he's able to go down on the ground um, without having to worry about any safety or anything. He just avoids the shark, even says, poor little devil there, yeah. because the shark is dying. He didn't do anything yeah, wrong. The suffocating. Um, and he jumps into the water that was supposed to fill the room and he swims um, through it to uh i guess just to another area and in that area there's a fear gas yeah so now with his fear gas he starts feeling suffocated feeling like he's burned Mm -hmm. this is like we get a a, rainbow a rainbow (laughs) of emotions this montage of him suffocating being burned alive of him falling um the death of a loved one he's picturing Electra being stabbed by bullseye people making fun of him uh, being amputated all of these visions yeah and he mentions, from this gas. He mentions Winston Smith from uh, the Orwell's 1984, and he says, you know, this is how they, they're, they're trying to break me. Mm-hmm. And he says, okay, Stick taught me how to deal with this. Yeah, so he takes off his mask and starts to meditate. Yeah. And then he quickly realizes through his meditation, he's like, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to be on my feet, not on my knees. And at that moment, a corridor opens up. Yeah. He walks inside, and he's made it to the finish line, quote, unquote. And this is the best part, Jamie. So we find out that it was this woman. Her name is Elizabeth Dawn Sterling. Mm -hmm. And she is since she's passed away a few days ago. And she says, if you're watching this video, that means that I'm dead. And she had devised this whole plan because she was mad at Daredevil. You may know who my son was. His name was Philip Wallace Sterling. And for those of you who don't remember, that is none other then Deathstalker. Yeah. So how awesome is it that even though he's dead, he gets to come back through his mom, and his mom made his whole elaborate yeah. elaborate plan. They are super old money, this, mm-hmm. this family. They are incredibly wealthy. And she says, you know, I, I, get, I get that what he was doing was wrong. Don't. It's not like a, you know, I'm not completely blind to that fact, but you killed my son. Yeah. So I, I'm going to take care of you. And she's talking, <laughs> and she, uh, while she's talking, Matt suddenly is like, hang on a second. She's talking a lot. This place is full of traps. This, this Something is up here. I've got to get out of here. So he tries to break the window, but there's bars. 
He tries to find a way. He finds the fireplace and he slowly crawls up to the top of the fireplace. There's a grate at the top. He kicks it. He manages to get it out. He jumps down onto a tree, runs for the fence. This is so great. There's a there's a fence, an iron fence, spiked iron fence. So he runs to that. As he gets to that, the whole entire building goes up in flames. There's an explosive Gosh. set. And he it thinks, is oh, so I made it. Awesome. And, and, then and, it, and then the fence drops down, down and, and all of the spikes fire at him. <laughs> He's like, are you kidding me? Uh, you, you guys have to go pick up this issue. Yeah. I bet you most of you haven't read it because it's not a Marvel Unlimited. I don't even know if it's collected. It's not collected in any, collected of any of the volumes. So you no. have to go buy the floppy. But it is such a fun issue. Yeah. And it ends with Daredevil going to Black Widow's house. And and being he like, he just says, "I need, I need some rest. I need some rest." And then he looks at the clock and realizes it's seven fifteen, and he has to be at court in an hour. Yeah. So then he ends up on no sleep going to court, and he's all stumbly. And then the judge is like, "Look, uh, your playboy uh, gallivanting is of no concern to the court, Mister Murdoch. Uh, last Mr. night Murdoch. is done, and today is today." And and then Matt's just thinking, "Yeah, last night is done." the deadliest night of my life, and this is today, and I'm safe. And in the very back, the very last panel behind Matt Murdock, we see more of those little female bombs, yeah, the, little the little girl, girl bombs. The little girl robots. Robot bombs Just that watching. started the whole thing. Yeah, I, lo- I love this issue. Oh, yeah. uh, it was so good. It's, it, it's it, fantastic. Yeah. And it takes us to 209. Yes. Which has one of my favorite covers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two hundred nine is my birthday. This is this one. This ca- is your birthday issue. Yeah, this came uh, out in August of nineteen eighty four. This uh-huh. is my birthday issue. I wish my birthday issue would have been one earlier, mm. just because I love that one so much. This one is still yeah. very good, but I really, really wish it would have been one earlier. The cover is uh, it's Daredevil, and he's surrounded by the little robot girl saying, "Help me, help 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 me, keep people away." Um, so we open with him swinging back, kind of thinking, oh, you know, that was a tough night and that was a tough day. And then a bomb goes off and he crashes to the ground. And he thinks, what was that? Um, he's some guy is there and he knocks him out and says, I recognize this guy. This is a guy that I grew up with. It's one of the rare friends that he had back in the day. Yeah, that's Everyone true. Everyone else was always a, a bully. Now, this guy was only a friend for a little while. It's a guy called Johnny Squarejaw. Mm-hmm. Johnny Squarejaw was Matt's friend until he joined a gang. Um, then what happens is that Matt Ugh. has to... He, the next Ugh. day, he goes. he's at dinner with, um, with uh, Debbie. With, with and the worst. Foggy, and she's just like... Ugh. Ugh. She's foggy, you're terrible, you're boring, you're the All you ever want to do is go home and watch television. Yeah. And then, and then Mustache is like, what's it to you? I pay the bills. Mm-hmm. And, and then, ugh, oh man, I can't, I can't stand Debbie, I'm yeah. sorry. So while this is going on, Matt just gives us a quick recap of the previous issue. And this is kind of heartbreaking. Debbie says, I, I don't want anything to do with you and walks away. And, and Foggy quietly says, I love you. I love and you, she's yeah. Gone. Um, and then Matt... Uh, they they both leave and Matt's like great I've got the bill I might yeah. pay it and then a little girl is starting to come towards him and he doesn't register he doesn't notice this one yeah. because two other people actually jump in the way yeah. it's a little girl saying the exact same thing that the first robot little girl bomb said in the last yeah. issue saying and she's going towards Matt and yeah. saying Mr Daredevil Mr Daredevil so this yeah is, this is the, a key thing and then he's out on the street and it's pretty loud she walks across the street the busy street saying Mr Daredevil Mr Daredevil he's still Hasn't shown signs that he's heard him. He gets to the court and he's walking in and he recognizes Johnny Squarejaw is there and he's talking with um, a, a lawyer 
Um, and he says, hey, I, it's Matt, I can't believe it's you. We have a quick recap of them being friends and then Matt being beaten up by the gang while Johnny Squirtle looks on and he's kind of heartbroken about it. And then Johnny kind of mentions, you know, I'm trying to change, but we have this little moment where at some stage... This is later in life. This is this while is, Matt is in college. Matt's in college. Yeah. Johnny has gotten onto the in, in with the wrong crowd and uh, he's trying to he's trying to pay back some people that he's borrowed money from, some loan sharks. Right. And they're 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 basically giving him a, a do over. They're they're punching him in the gut. And while that's happening, um, one of them says, Hey, there's a blind kid walking by. Let's just wait. Let's just hold it and let this kid get by. And Matt does the clumsy blind man act and says, oh, I'm sorry, sir. And it does trips one of them over, pushes yeah. another one out of the way. He pulls out a gun and he hits the guy in the face with his cane. And the key here is that Squarejaw is watching this yeah. and notices and he goes, wow, that's Matt Murdock, but he's blind. How did he do this yeah. amazing move? And then Matt says... See you around, Johnny. See you or around, Johnny. Yeah, he says, see you around, Johnny, and walks away. And, and he's This like, was before he was Daredevil. Yeah. So this was before he knew he had a secret identity that yeah. he had to protect. Yeah. And that's why he was, because he wouldn't have, you know. He wouldn't have. He wouldn't have given that little that. clue or anything no. back in the day. Yeah. No. And Johnny, or, or Johnny remembers today, I mean. this, and he's sort of thinking, I still don't know how he did that. And he says, mm -hmm. look, can you help me? And he says, you know, I'm trying to go straight. I want to help my family. And Matt, of course, sees the heartbeat and says, you know, okay, he, he's being honest. I, I want to help him. But but I actually like this. He's too busy to help him. So he's going to get him a good lawyer. So he gets him a good lawyer yeah. and he helps out with it. I thought that was key because if this if this was earlier on, this was in the 40s, 50s, yeah. Matt would have been like, well, I'll take the case. I'll solve it. But he's yeah. like, I can't do that right now. I got yeah, too I'm much stuff busy. going on. I'm busy, but you were a good guy. I'm going to try to help you out. Yeah. And while he's walking away, he senses one of the robot girls for the first time. He's like, this place is busy. Hang on a second. It's one of those things, one of those exploding robots. And Matt realizes two things. A, there's going to, I mean, how many did she end up making of these robots? Yeah. This was all a trick to lure me to this house, which he already knew. But the fact that they're coming after me yeah. as Matt Murdock and they're saying Daredevil. Yeah. They know who I they am. They know who I am. And so, I don't know how many of them are. I don't know how many there I gotta are. i got to get rid yeah. of this one. So he does the thing. Of, <laughs> this, this is great. great. This is so great. He he kind of goes off to a quieter corridor. He finds an elevator that is not in service. He opens the elevator doors and throws the kid down the shaft so that it explodes down on the bottom. Um, and a woman says, hey, I could have sworn I just saw you push a kid down there. And he's like, don't know what you're talking about. I'm yeah. a blind person. I could <laughs> never have done that. And then the bomb goes off. And as he's leaving, another one is there. So he's like, oh. And this is this is like uh, the, the Batman 66 movie where oh. you can't get rid oh of a bomb. Oh, my gosh. I thought the, I was going to say the exact same thing. Yeah. Some days you can't just get rid of a bomb. That Some is so... Jamie, I was going to say the exact same thing. <laughs> so what happens is Matt comes out and he's like, oh, there's another one. Okay, there's a manhole cover. Wow. I'll just lead it to the manhole cover. And then a worker comes out and he's like, oh, dang it. Okay, there's an alley. I'll lead it down the blind, the, this alley. Oh, there's a... There's a homeless guy. There's a homeless guy in the alley. Okay, I'll just follow her. Let's see what happens. And then the little kid leads her back to the the mansion that was uh, destroyed in the last issue. And I love this. So he, just so he, he picks up the robot and mm -hmm. throws the robot into the into the estate and it blows it up. It blows up. A bunch of people come around and he walks off whistling. Yeah. And then that, <laughs> that's when he has the moment where he's like, hang on a second, how many of these things are there? And if they knew to find me while I was at work, mm -hmm. then that means they're probably going to be able to find me at my house. Yeah. So he gets changed. He does a quick change and goes and looks. And he sees one more. 
Then we have a little jump over to Johnny Square Jaw trying to make it right with his wife, but she's saying, like, you're a deadbeat. Get out of here, fish face. Um, <laughs> so he walks off, and he's trying to... He's basically trying to make some money. He's trying to, like trying to get back in because he's like I, I'm not free I can't do anything right this is all going horribly wrong um, and he says I'll look up Matt that's that's the best thing I can do maybe he can help me so Matt's running along and he's trying to get he's trying to track as many of these things as he can there's one at his house there's one walking in the street and then he sees there's two more about to cross the street and then he sees another one about to cross another street and it ends up that there's like at least 20 or 30 of these things one of them walks out in front of a garbage truck and explodes um, they get out and say, what's going on? And he says, I've got this. Just stay out of the way. And he basically gets them all together, then says, I'll follow you. And then they walk off to lead the way. And uh, he has to get them. He, while, while he's walking along, a mugging is happening. So he says, hang on a second. Stops the mugging. He says, I don't really have much time. I can't stick around. So gets going. And while this is going on, while he's fighting, Johnny Squarejaw is driving up because he's heading towards Matt's place. Mm -hmm. And he says, that's incredible. That guy, the way he's fighting, it looks familiar. It really reminds me of someone. And then he does the exact same move. He does the same move. That uh, Matt Murdock did while he was in college when he saved Squarejaw's life. And he realizes right then and there, they are one and the same. Yeah. And then at that point, he goes, well, you know what? I'm kind of like, I'm beat up. My wife doesn't want to have anything to do with me. You know, I, you know, I can't go back and hang out with my, nor my normal crowd because they know they think I'm a snitch now because this whole court thing, I have nothing to do. You know what? Maybe Matt needs me. Yeah. Maybe I can help him. He's still a friend, and I He's can He's still help a him. friend. So he goes and follows, and what happens is, is so Daredevil has rounded up all of these, um, these um, you know, robot bomb little mm -hmm. girls, takes them to the estate for them all to blow up, and while he's doing that, um, Square Jaws following them in the car. He parks, gets out, follows on foot. Daredevil leads them all where they need to go. Yeah, he then jumps out at the last minute. Jumps out at the last great minute. Image. Great image. And then they all end up blowing up, but one of them survived. One is like a Terminator mm -hmm. coming out. It's just like half robot face. And goes, Mister, where my 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 mommy. And at that point. Who jumps in to save the day? But Squarejaw, he Square comes Jaw. in, sees the little girl robot, knocks it out of the way. Says, Matt, look out. Matt, look out, and ends up taking the blunt of the blast. Yeah. And he ends up getting hurt so bad that it kills him. And yeah. right as before he dies, he he's talking take to care Matt. Of my, my kids and my take, wife. Yeah. It's a sad little moment. Mm -hmm. But it but two things that we should point out, or that we already kind of talked about. Number one, Matt did have a friend growing up. Yeah, the first time we've seen mm -hmm. him. He did have a friend. And number two, that friend's dead. Yeah. <laughs> so, poor Matt. <laughs> yeah. Foggy is kind of lucky. Gosh, Foggy is Foggy is starting to get annoying just because Debbie's so annoying. Yeah. Like, you just wait. Next podcast, we're, we're going to go over something oh my really goodness. nasty with Debbie. <laughs> really nasty. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that's it for today. Thank you all for listening so much. We greatly appreciate you. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, email. Send us your questions. We got our 50th episode coming up. We're going to do some fun stuff. So mm -hmm. if you have any specific topics or anything or questions, or let us know some of your favorite Daredevil moments, and uh, we can go over some of those on the show. Yeah. All yes. right. Well, As I'm, always, thank you for listening. I'm Joshua. I'm Jamie. And we we just, just did Daredevil. Daredevil.